0: The University of Adversity, where the only rules of the class is to hold your head up high and keep moving forward. Because when the going gets tough, the tough get going. And now, here's your host, Lance Ecos. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. Thanks for being here today. Today's guest is a friend of mine from a while back, actually, probably about 10 years We used to work together in the restaurant bar scene out in good old Vancouver, BC, Canada. But we've both been on quite a journey. And over the years, we kind of lost touch. But within the recent years of Instagram and social media, we reconnected. And she's been on an awesome path. And it's very similar to the path I have been on as far as personal development. Kind of just trying to become a better human and elevating what we do on a daily basis to the highest level. So she's in the acting business, the entertainment business. She moved down to Los Angeles, works in Hollywood, has been involved with some really amazing projects and she's killing it. She's doing really well. And it's just so great to see. And I'm so proud of her because when you know somebody from back in the day and then you see them grow, you can't, you can't help but just get excited for them and just seeing the growth that the stuff that she talks about, and to, you know, I follow her on social media. I see what she talks about. I see what she posts. And, and it's very similar to the same journey I'm on. So Kayla Adams is joining us. Really excited to dive into her story. You know, she'd been through some tough times. She recently lost her dad. Um, she went in, she's she's just gone through a lot of different things and I don't wanna give it all away now, but we'll dive in. We're gonna talk about a lot of things. A lot of value is is here. So get out your notepads. And uh, get ready to take some notes because Kayla drops the heat. And uh, I think this conversation went really, really well. So I hope you guys enjoy it. At the end, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Leave us a review. Share this with a friend. As always, guys, I love and appreciate you. And I hope you enjoy the episode. Kayla Adams coming right up. Kayla, what's happening? Thanks for joining me today.
1: Hi. Thanks for having me.
0: (laughs) Um. As I said in the intro, we go way back and we've had, you know, both had quite the transformation in our lives. We both had, um, you know, we've had these different stages and different evolutions of where we've become. And I'm really excited to kind of um, dive into your story because you're doing some amazing things. You've worked really hard. And, you know, there's a lot of people out there who lack the belief and the consistency and the things they do, um, you know, because they want to get to a goal, but they lack all the things it takes to get there. So um, I'm really excited to get into this. But before we get into it, I would love if you could maybe like peel back the curtain a little bit and kind of give us a little bit of a background about you into like, you know, a little bit more of your personal story and kind of um, paint a picture of how you got to where you are today.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And first of all, thank you for your very kind words. It's very thoughtful of you to say. Um, And yes, we we go way back. Um, I I grew up in a really small town. I grew up in a town called Mission, which was uh, about an hour outside of Vancouver, one of our bigger cities. And um, basically, my artistic journey started... Well, I didn't realize this at the time, but it started when I was like five or six. So ever since I was a kid, I was always writing stories. I would just sit in my room and journal all day long, writing stories. Um, and then as I grew up older, um, my my still best friend, um, Allison, and I would make home videos all day long. So her dad had a, a camcorder. So we would create these movies and film them on the weekends. Like every waking moment we had time, we would be filming. So at a young age and I feel like a lot of children are creative. Um, but I was like way deep into it and it didn't happen until I was in my early twenties when I realized that, Hey, like acting and filmmaking is actually, it's actually a thing and you can actually create a job out of it and have a career and, and it's not a hobby anymore. Um, so up until that point, um, I didn't realize and you touched on this in the beginning the belief system and the importance of having your belief system support your dreams so for me um you know small town it wasn't very supportive of the arts um especially how it is like now that I'm living in Los Angeles uh, a lot of schools like are focused on that which is great Mm -hmm. um but you know it, it didn't really have that so I didn't understand the importance of like seeing the value in your artistry and really going after it and believing that it can be something, um, not just a pipe dream. So it it took me, (laughs) it took me until like, I'm going to safely say like a handful of years ago until I realized the importance of like, Hey, I need to reframe my thoughts around this because it doesn't matter what you're doing on a daily basis. Even if you're taking action towards your goal, if you don't believe in yourself and you don't believe that you can have what you want, It's not gonna happen. Like you have to believe in yourself. So even though like it was in my body and I had a deep knowingness that this is what I wanted to do, I had to do the mental work. I had to do the spiritual work to align with my dreams.
0: Right. And the thing that I find is that the industry you're in is very, very challenging.
1: Yes. Gotta
0: be one of the ones that everybody's like, oh, it's impossible. It's impossible to do yeah. that, right? Like, you must have heard that so many times. And, like, even working back in the restaurants, a lot of people people were in, you know, mm-hmm. modeling or acting or, or script writing or whatever. So, mm-hmm. of course, people are going to say you're going to have the, the negative people trying to kind of say it's impossible, right? And what I find interesting is how certain people can just stick through that. Yeah. You know? And how, okay because that isn't easy. Just like trying to make it in sports, trying to do anything Mm -hmm. that is worth anything in life is going to be challenging. It's, it's impossible to get to a great spot with anything without a lot of work. And people, people seem to like, when they say that it's like, well, anything is like that.
1: Absolutely.
0: Right. And how, how, how did you, I mean, how did you stay focused during those times? You know, because you could have easily gone off path. And
1: easily, <laughs> how did?
0: Well, yeah. I mean, that's especially in restaurants and all that. It's just there's so much going on. There's just so much chaos.
1: Yes, I think. Okay, two things. Uh, I completely agree with you. It doesn't matter if you're trying to be an actor, a writer, a doctor, a lawyer, anything. It's going to take hard work. And even if it is something that you know you can get quite easily, you're still going to have challenges in life. So. I agree with you on that, so why not pursue the thing that you, that you really want to do? Because challenges are going to come up no matter what, mm. no matter what avenue you're going to. Um, and the other bit is, I think like working in the restaurant industry when I was doing that for, like, I think it was almost a decade back in Canada, um, I was just going through the motions. So I was almost letting life lead me rather than me lead myself in my own life. Mm. Um, that felt really important for me to realize and discover and start co-creating with like the flow of the universe and really understanding that I do have a little bit more control than I think I do.
0: Do you, because a lot of people ask me this too, and this comes up a lot is that, you know, I, I always speak, well, not always, but I do speak about the restaurants being and the bars being like, Oh, it was toxic for me and stuff. But I always make sure that I let people know on what it taught me because it taught me a lot, Mm -hmm. just like sports, just like restaurants. Like, did you, it teaches you some of the, some of the things you don't even realize that you're learning. You're learning that most people don't learn. Is there anything out of there that you really, that kind of helped you kind of, you know, on your transition?
1: Uh, Definitely just general people skills, (laughs) like learning how to handle multiple different personalities and being able to hold your own. And on a bigger scale, I think there's a huge value in working hard, showing up in no matter what job it is, even if it is your B job, C job, right? Like showing up in your excellence. So you can use your bartending job, your waitressing job, your Uber driving, whatever to show up in your excellence. So for me, it taught me the value of hard work. I loved earning my own money, being able to support myself, pay my rent, you know, have all of my finances taken care of. So it, it, for me, it taught me the value of money. It taught me the, the importance of hard work and earning your income. Like I really value that immensely. I took that away. And I also take, like I said before, showing up in your excellence, no matter what your job is, because we could easily be like, oh, this is just my side job while I'm taking my acting class or in between gigs well how you do one thing is how you do everything so all of a sudden you're going to magically be like this in your excellence on set when you've been 90 percent of your week like just kind of going through the motions wow. no you got to use the whole thing as a template
0: that's a great point that is such a great yeah. point you can't you can't half-ass one thing and then uh-huh. show up your I brain doesn't know the difference completely agree because it's just like that in life when you wake up if you if you slack on like you know, if you don't want to make your bed, you don't, you throw your clothes there. And then you, you don't, you make these poor decisions. You don't work out. You don't put the effort in at the gym and then you yeah. eat bad. And all of a sudden you're making yeah. these poor choices and you're like, what just happened? <laughs> like, you're like, my <laughs> whole do. day has just been, yeah, that's so true. And whatever you're doing, you got to do your best because that's what you're just programming yourself.
1: But that's like what I was saying about letting life lead you rather than yeah. you leading your own life, because it gets away from you. All of a sudden, you're four or five days off your 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 healthy eating, or oh, it's been two weeks I haven't worked out, or whatever it is for you that helps you feel connected to yourself. Yeah. Whatever that practice looks to you, him, her, um, it can get away from you, and then all of a sudden, you know, it's what August, September, two thousand nineteen. Everyone I speak to is like, "Where did this year go? It's yeah. gone by so fast." So we have to slow down, stay connected to ourselves, and be mindful of our practices.
0: Oh, uh, so true. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. A lot of people have that dream of moving to LA, right? Yeah. I mean, (laughs) it's so hard to do. Like how, how important was for anybody listening out there that, that is as an actor wants to really, you know, sink their teeth into this world. Yeah. How important is it and how, how did that impact you on the big scale of things? Actually just saying, let's say I'm moving to LA. I'm making this like, you know, yeah. Like how important was that make
1: the leap? Okay. So there's, there's like a flip side to this because especially in Vancouver, there is an idea that you should have X, Y, Z on your resume before you make the leap to LA. Mm. The fact of the matter is it doesn't matter. (laughs) You just need to go when you're ready or when you have a curiosity about going and it aligns for you. Of course, there's legal stuff to getting here. Right. Yeah. Um, because when you're here, it's a completely different beast And it's not a bad beast. It's just a whole different animal down here. Um, My story to getting here is a little bit different than I thought it would have gone. I actually ended up making a very hard decision of putting a slight hold on my acting to work in production, which got me into the country. Um, And I spent three years with Universal and Disney and Fox in the back end working in production, which ultimately helped me as an actress times a million um, but that was like the universe pushing me down to LA sooner than I thought. So I thought I would have waited till a little bit later, but you know, we don't control our plan necessarily. And I went with it and it was the best decision I ever made. Like I said, it helped me understand the filmmaking process and, uh, be a better actress. I can't, I can't stress that enough because I think what gets really hard is we start to take things personally. This industry, like you said, is very hard. It's extremely challenging. We have to fit the idea of a character that's in somebody's mind. It's yeah. not even on paper yet. We, don't, we have a small description, but the, when you read a book, you can see what that character looks like in your mind. Now imagine you trying to cast that person. So I can't fit the imaginary being in your head. Mm. So I have to take me being oh, this is about me out of it. It's not. It's just whether or not it's the right match. That's all it is.
0: That is fascinating. It's such a good analogy too. And it's so, it would be so easy to take everything personal. Very, (laughs) but really it's not. So you have to get comfortable with that rejection almost because it's not because of you. You just don't fit that description.
1: Exactly. It's not that you weren't great. You could be super talented maybe the lead is a brunette and you're same height and the same sort of ethnicity. So they're going to go blonde. Like it has nothing to do with you a lot of the times, but again, it's the same thing I said before. It's about showing up in your excellence because the goal is to win the room. You just keep showing up, giving your art. The, The whole work of the work is to give it away. I'm not here to receive anything from you guys. I'm here just to give it away. So it's like that, but I had to do a lot of work to get to that mental frame.
0: So how many, how many people in that business are doing that though? And have that, that perspective?
1: Well, the stats of working actors in SAG, AFTRA, in the union, uh, consistent working are painfully low. I think it's like five or 6%.
0: Would you say that's lack of belief, lack of like, they could be three feet from gold but they just don't push through long I mean, enough for
1: some people. Yeah, for sure. I have a handful of friends that I know have moved out of the city since I've wow. been here for three, four years. Oh yeah. They've gone into fitness or they've <laughs> kind of moved back home. Like it just happens. It's just perseverance. Um, and also it's a, it, the industry's flooded. There's a, a ton of actors b a ton of projects. So it's just flooded. Just like a lot of things in our time right now, it's really persistence. It's keeping your heart open not taking it personally and showing up and doing the work. You just have to stay focused on the needle, not the haystack.
0: So, yeah, but this is my point is that like, I feel like people could have always said it's been saturated with everything. Yeah. Right. So it's like, we get so caught up in the comparison game. Mm
1: -hmm. Like, oh, this
0: person is there. Mm -hmm. That has nothing to do with us. No. No, you, this is the thing. Competition can be so good in, 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 or can be bad. It can be good to learn, like, what are they doing? Where are they at? Mm, Okay, I like that. I don't like it. Or it can really hinder you because you're going to base your own results on somebody else. Yeah. And that can really, I can just, I'm trying to put myself in that position of being in that business. And not having the right mindset and having Mm -hmm. these, like, these people, all shapes and sizes coming in and auditioning. And it's like, it's got, and you hear, no, 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 no. (laughs) It's like, how, how, you know? tell us some of the things that you've mastered in keeping that mindset, keeping yourself grounded so that yes. when you hear a no, when you're like, fuck, I was like, I wanted that. I thought I was going to get that. You <laughs> felt aligned. You felt like this was my thing and it didn't happen. How, how, did you, how do you stay?
1: Oh uh, man. <laughs> so many times have I had moments where I was like, this is it. Yeah, This is the one. This is great. And you never hear back. So many times I've had moments where I was like, I've had meetings with agents where I was like, ooh, ooh, I don't really know how that went. That felt, I think I really bombed that. And then they signed me. So it's like, (sighs) we're crazy as actors. We don't really know what's going on sometimes. So two things, well, probably five things actually. Um, For me, it's super important to have a good support system. And I don't just mean family and friends. I mean like a professional support system. I have a mentor and an acting coach who, has guided me for the last, well, since the first year I've been in LA. Uh, And she has helped me uh, in more ways than I could even spend telling you. Um, Her her mentoring and her coaching is all about self-awareness within the work. So it's about keeping your mind right, about keeping your heart open, Um, having the desire for that job, that, that project without attachment. Because as soon as we attach on to something, then our ego can get a hold of it, and then we're not in a good place about it, and the work is not about ego, so it's about your heart. so it's it's about that. So I can want this audition that I, I read for one that I'm reading for tonight. I can want that. It would be really fun, but I also have to be okay with not getting it. So um, I think that's important, your support system, and for me, my biggest thing to overcome was my belief system. I did not believe in myself like at all. It took years to rechange my mindset um, and it would still show up and it was consistent practice. It was like going to see my mentor every single week. So I didn't have time to fall off. Right. Mm. So attacking that and really changing the way I saw myself, valued myself, valued my work. What I'm doing, my why in the industry, why am I here? Is it because I want fame and fortune? No, it's because it's very healing. It's healing for me and it's healing for other people when they go to a movie and they have an emotional response. It can be very, very powerful. So attaching to that and then letting it all go. So half of the jobs that I've booked have come through an email when I'm not doing anything with acting. I'm like out having fun. I'm like my heart's just open in a different way and then something good comes in. So I think it's like important to remember, like, enjoy your life. It doesn't always have to be like, I used to think I was like, I have to eat, breathe, sleep, dream, art. Totally. It's in me. I have the knowingness, but I can also go for a walk in the sun and enjoy it or have lunch with my girlfriends and talk about like life and goals. And, and those keep me in my heart. That's, it's all the flow. It still keeps coming in that way. So it's a lot of hard work.
0: (laughs) Oh, I, I completely, I mean, I can completely relate because the, the transformations that I've had in my life, everything you're saying, and I'm just like, oh, I'm like, a comp- and I, I mean, I've talked about this so many times and that's why I love hearing it because the more you talk about it, the more you hear it, the more it gets reinforced. And it yeah. just like, it gives me like goosebumps because it's just so powerful. And to see somebody, you know, that you've known and you know, you've both transformed and you're both kind of on that, that, that mm-hmm. rise up. It's, it's great. So there, there's so many things there that I. I I can agree with as far as like, it's so easy to get attached to things, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's so easy to fall off and, and you really just need to be, understand that everything is a balancing. Everything is like just bringing you back to equilibrium. You know, we're going to get up on our high horse. Something will probably bring us down. We're going to be down and the sun will come up tomorrow. You always have to know that things are, things are just, you know, they are.
1: There's a rhythm to what's going on. And like you said, the sun will shine the next day or like it will rise. And like the universe has a rhythm. We have yeah. our four seasons. The sun rises every morning. It sets every yeah. night. There is a rhythm to it. So it's okay if you have a couple of days where you're like, I'm not feeling my highest high right now. Yeah. You're going to come back up. There's a rhythm. Like it just go with the flow. And I think especially as an artist, because it's an emotionally violent industry sometimes. And we're asked to wear our heart on our sleeve no matter what. So it's important. it was really important for me when I would have like a little bit of like low energy days to not beat myself up on it. I'm like, mm-hmm. it's okay. It's a slow day today. I'm allowed to feel this way. Maybe I'm just going to relax and be inward for a bit. Tomorrow's a new day and I'll bounce right out of it rather than being like, well, I didn't wake up early enough and now my energy is low and, and, and I'm not going to get anything because I don't feel this way. It's like, no, it's okay. Just be with what's going on right now.
0: Yeah, because that's the thing is, in, and I found that too in the past, when I first started doing daily routines and stuff, mm-hmm. if I didn't do it, I'd be like, oh, I didn't do it. And then the whole day was this like yeah. negative, like, <laughs> why did I do that? Uh, and it becomes the complete opposite. You actually close off. And I wanted yes. to circle back to this, and I, maybe you could um, maybe paint this picture for people a little bit better, is that you can, working too hard and focusing too hard on things can actually close you off for success. yeah. yeah. You know, like you can actually, I was listening to um, Aubrey Marcus's podcast the other day and he had uh, Danica Patrick, I think is her name. They were talking about this. Did you listen to this one?
1: Uh, No, I've heard her before though.
0: She was, and they were talking about how you can, how that actually works, how you can like, you can literally close yourself off from, from things because of there's too much energy and it's almost creating the reverse. Like have you found (laughs) that where you're like, you're trying so hard and you're like, Hustle, hustle, hustle! You're like, why isn't anything happening? And then, as soon as you ease off, all of a sudden, stuff flows. You're like, what?
1: I know. You <laughs> know, it's like, well, I didn't know it's Canada, but it's it's like Amer, it's a North American way. You know, wake up early. You got to get no sleep. Like, you have to spend twenty hours a day grinding. Actually, I don't do good if I don't have seven hours of sleep. Like, I need to rest. I need to take that time. It's like. You can't choke hold something and expect it to breathe with you. Mm. You have to lessen the grip a little bit, let it breathe with you. So it's like a transaction that's happening. I absolutely agree. I went through a phase thinking like, if I didn't do this all day, every day, I don't deserve it because I'm not outworking everybody else. Whereas it's not, you're right. It goes against you because then you get into this weird grind mode where you're just like your head's down and you're focusing so hard and you don't take a second to take a step back and be like, I don't have to like be at this 24 seven for it to be real. You Mm -hmm. know, what job ever asks that of you ever, unless you're like, um, maybe like an on-call ER nurse or something or a doctor. Like Mm -hmm. I get that there's very demanding jobs, but anything, no painter is going to sit in there space seven days a week, forcing yeah. themselves to paint. They're going to yeah. go out and be with life.
0: Yeah. So, I, I, yeah. Think, I think it's important to kind of do as the best you can while you're doing it. And then kind of just let it go. Enjoy the, the off days as well. Because it's like when you go to the gym, you can't, you're not, you don't, not you grow or you, mm-hmm. all the results happen on your days off. Right.
1: Well, there's a thing that your body has at the gym. First phase is alarm phase. So your body's like stressed out, which is good. Yeah. The second phase is the adapt- adaptation phase where you get used to it. The mm-hmm. third phase is failure. So yeah. when you work too hard, your body goes into failure. It messes up your hormones. Mm-hmm. It's not good for your muscles. So how is that any different for our mind? Yeah. You can't push to failure that way in your mind.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Um, so th- I also wanted to, there is, we also have something kind of similar that we've gone through uh, mm-hmm. recently with our, our dads and, you know, yeah. um, I lost mine a couple of years ago. You lost yours as well and it's never an easy thing to talk about but it's something that i feel is is important at really cuz it's it's one of the hardest things we'll ever go through in our lives but we're going to the crazy thing is is we're all going to have to go through it at some point you know it's it's like a it's a really it's a it's a realization that i had to come to terms with and i've finally been able to get over and it's actually helped me now so i mean for you how has that been for you and 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 how has that been as far as like you know, the whole process and how it's kind of helped you grow to kind of the next level of yourself, like some of the things that you've had to do, you know?
1: Definitely. Um, Well, for starters, it, I mean, it just really, I mean, we all know the fragility of life and Mm. we know it's not guaranteed. We know we could get sick and pass away any minute. Um, But it was front and center because it happened actually last August, so a year ago, he was given three to six months to live. So it was a very, like, abrupt uh, uh, thing to dance with. Um, What? uh, I mean, it was life changing in every way, um, good and bad. Um, He, I think, during the process while he was sick, and I was like trying to figure out like how often to fly back home and like balancing two lives really at the same time um a taught me a lot about like just going with the flow like not you can't plan too much especially in these cases you just have to like slow down listen to your heart when it feels right to go up when you know and when you can balance a little bit of stuff down in LA versus like when you need to put that aside and go care with your uh, care with your family um but i think one of the biggest things i learned during his time while he was alive and, and fighting the cancer, was that pain in life and the beauty and love in life are happening at the same time. So it's never one or the other. It's if we want to notice it. So as he's dying, as I'm pushing him in a wheelchair, like he had glioblastoma, so it was a very fast brain tumor. Um, so. As I'm pushing him in a wheelchair beside this like beautiful river, knowing you know I'm seeing the decline, um, there's also the sun coming through the clouds at the perfect time, like golden hour on his face. I was like, this is the most painful moment yet. God is everywhere, and it was just so beautiful. Wow. So there was so much healing that happened between him and I, just being present with his fear, with his pain not pushing it aside, not being like, Oh no, you're okay. It's okay. Well, it might not be okay for them. They might be really scared and maybe they just need someone to be able to sit with them in that fear. So learning how to be present in like the most hardest times can actually be the most beautiful thing. So I realized like it's always happening together um, because death is like a lot of people's biggest fear. And like you said, you, everyone's going to have to see it with their, their family at some point. That was a huge lesson. And then after when he did pass away, I think it really sharpened my thoughts on like what was once okay before is no longer okay now. So anything I was living my life in that didn't feel aligned to my true self just wasn't okay because I saw him die. So I, I, can, I could see like, okay, wow, death is like, here's the curtain and death is right there. It's right on the other side. So I'm only going to be Kayla on this planet one time. So it's time to really step into my truth, live my life for me and what I want to do. You know, I'm a good person. So I'm going to be respectful of those around me, of course. Mm. But I think it's important to like listen to yourself and do what you want to do, regardless of like stories or beliefs. You know, it was just really valuable for me to do that. And trust that he's always around. He's guiding us. We're being guided in ways that we don't see.
0: Yeah, and oh, yeah. Well said, Kayla. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> well you. said. Um, I'm just thinking. I'm just processing all that because it's just so. It's so true. And I uh, going through the same sort of thing. It's it's crazy how it's almost as if you, that worst fear of of that that happening. Yes. The way it happened to you and the way it happened to my dad, so similar. Cancer just hitting them with no time in between. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's like, once it happens and you feel it, you're like, oh, yeah.
1: You're like,
0: that's what this is.
1: Yes, exactly. I have to
0: deal with this. Mm-hmm. But it's not like it was horrible. But then after I was like, whoa, it's like the thought of it happening to your family is almost like worse.
1: Way, way worse. Yes. Yeah.
0: It's like you're like worse fear. Like, and then when you're, di- when you're, you're like, Whoa, I'm, I, I have like, and it almost, I, I almost feel like you're, you're, you it empowers you. Like you can feel their spirit coming into you and you having to step up and really yes. be like, this is my duty now. Cause I, I can't fall down. Like they wouldn't want me to just crumble. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta step into this power now. Mm-hmm. Right. You almost, it's it's, I, I, it's just so hard for me to even, uh, explain because anybody that's lost somebody, I'm sure that you guys can probably understand you get this, they, it's like you have their spirit inside of you, which you do.
1: Absolutely. And, Absolutely.
0: And you know, you can choose to either, um, take the toxic route and drink yourself into or whatever substance, whatever it does and go down that route and going to have to learn that hard lesson sometime, or you just face it and you learn it and you, you, you let it teach you what it needs to teach you. Mm -hmm. And hopefully, you know, you, um, you learn from it and, and, you know, apply it into your own life. Right.
1: Yeah. I couldn't agree more about what you said of the thought of it was almost worse than when you're experiencing it. And I think that's across the board for probably everything we fear in life. Yeah, (laughs) Like our brain will just create this like whirlwind and we just go over and over and over. And then as it's happening, we're like, Oh, Not to say it wasn't, it's of course it's brutally painful, but we're resilient. Like we can handle a lot of stuff, a lot of heartache. Um, And I think the more you slow down and like you're very present in those moments rather than letting fear hijack you, it's not often as terrifying as we think it's going to be. Of course, grief is hard Mm -hmm. and it affects everybody differently. But it's a part of the process it's just a part of the process and being with it um like you said can teach you things can show you your own resilience like i wrote this thing on my instagram this morning like how many challenges you can keep, like keep getting served because sometimes people are like oh my gosh now this happened and that happened it's like okay well why don't you just stack those up onto your mountain and that's all of a sudden now your mountain that you're building your empire on like create those into your strength like we can either let it take us down like you said, you can find what's the lesson in here. What am I, what, what can I use out of this that we can turn into a positive? There's always something that we can learn about ourselves in, in a challenging moment.
0: Well, yeah, it'd be a pretty boring life if we didn't though. Right. Like, right. Think of like, turn it around. Somebody that's complaining about that. Like turn around and be like, well, what if you had no challenges? Yeah. No, like, you, you know, like, what if you just went, everything was just, just like the, like nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Like everything was just easy. Everything was just, we, we would find a problem in that, right? Like, Absolutely. Like Absolutely.
1: Crazy. But this is what I love what's going on nowadays, especially with podcasts and like what you're doing where you host people that talk about their stories and getting through hard times, whatever it is, whether it's work, family, whatever. I think it's important because a lot of society is like, oh, look at this billboard. Look at this ad. How to be happy, 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 happy. Life's not just about being happy. That's impossible. You're not going to just be happy. We have to understand that being kicked down, feeling like, wow, I'm at the bottom of this hole. How do I get out? Like, that's a part of the journey. It's not just take this pill, make it happy. Do this, make it happy. Like, just be here, even keel. No, we're on a roller coaster. And it's okay to talk about That's why I love these podcasts because it opens it up and people can relate to it. It's now acceptable to you speak about it.
0: Yeah, and I found... My, my own personal story, and we were talking about vulnerability before I think Renee Brown, before we yeah. even started recording. I found even myself without even knowing any of the personal development stuff, why well, I, I knew a little bit, but I found sharing my story. I remember I was doing like doing online marketing, and that a lot of people talked about how important it was to kind of share your story, right, with mm-hmm. people because they get to know you because there's just so much noise out there. And when I started, that was the first time it was really hard for me, but I started to realize the power in that and how many people that would reach out and be like, wow, like, and, and connect. And then I, I've realized after and after this journey and social media and everything, it's like how powerful that is. Cause every time you tell your story, you heal a little bit more.
1: Absolutely.
0: And, and you get better at telling it. And then that becomes, that empowers people to tell their story because at the yeah. end of the day, you are the human that you are, with the experiences you have. And most people, I can speak for myself in this one, is that I was always taught growing up: don't talk about that, don't tell anybody about hmm. that, keep that just keep a secret. Oof, yeah. And like it was just like, and that was kind of that's kind of the way that was that was considered strength, holding in it in as strength. And weakness is letting it out and telling people, right? And why I love and why I agree with what you're saying as well as podcasts and people like Renee Brown and people talking about just being you, like actually when you can just be you and this isn't like cliche stuff. This is like real, like if you just the human being that you are, like Mm -hmm. just be that person because somebody, (laughs) somebody needs that person. They don't need you trying to be like somebody else. And that's the problem with it, with our world. There's always the yin and the yang social media influencers great, you can learn from them and all this amazing stuff, but then people are also trying to be like these people, which yeah. doesn't do you a service because if you're trying to be the next Gary Vee or be the next Aubrey Marcus yeah they're great they're changing the world with their with their ideas, but you have to be you they're yes. just giving you tools to pull out what what you already have you don't have to be like them yeah but that's that's the value. And that's what I've seen recently. And I'm like, I, 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 with all this stuff, it's like, you know, that's a beautiful thing. And, and having people realize that, and, you know, that's where the power is. And But most people don't. And that's why this awareness and these conversations Huge. really sort of spark it. One person may hear something and be like, oh, okay.
1: Yeah, and you whether know. or not you pick one thing up from an hour-long episode or you pick one thing up from a huge book that's one thing more that you had before and i i love that you even said how you grew up pushing it down yeah and and most people probably had that similar experience and especially being a male masculine energy like i love lewis house book um Mm -hmm. the mask of masculinity because it talks about like taking off that mask um but i always think about it like a wound so if you cut your arm You have a wound, right? It's safe. It's really bad. The first thing you do is cover it up. You Mm. cover it up. You make sure it's clean, right? You give it a couple days on its own. Then you have to take the Band-Aid off. You have to let that wound heal and Mm. to have it heal, you can't keep it covered where it's wet, where it's not getting light, getting air. It's the Mm. same thing as an emotional wound. You keep it stored in there. Yeah, it's fresh. It just happened. You keep it to yourself, right? But if it's staying in there, it's not breathing. You're not letting it heal. You have to air it out doesn't have to be on social media. Maybe it's with a friend, a therapist, yeah. a journal, whatever. Yeah. You have to let it breathe. It's, not, it's no different than on the surface than the inside. Mm. No different. And I love that it is shifting that way. You see it in our TV shows. You see it with movies. Even, I um, can't remember the, the Disney movie that came out a couple of years ago, but it was about her different emotions in her mind and they all had their own character. And It was teaching children like jealousy, envy, happiness, sad. I'm like, this is great. Like it, this is so great. It's not just a hero's journey every time. It's like, yeah. you no. Know, let's talk about the different pieces in our body. It was just yeah. so lovely to see the shift that's happening.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it's not always sunshine and rainbows for sure, no. but you got to understand that there's when it is a shitty day, then there's always, there's always a positive to that shitty day. Of course. Right? It's like, absolutely. yeah. So I'm really curious as, cause I mean, you've, on, on your Instagram, you've talked about it a little bit. And you got great stories, by the way, I'm gonna make sure everybody checks <laughs> your Instagram Thanks. out. Um, yeah, what are some of your daily practices? I'm not saying that you have to do every day. But what are some of the things that set you up for like, you know, you always have that day where you're like, "Woo, I'm, I'm flying, you know, what, what's, what's kind of like your perfect day set up? And you know, oh, yeah. what is what has been what is like a non negotiable for you?
1: Oh, yeah, that's great. Um, I, I'm a morning girl. So if I can wake up, when the sun is coming up, that makes me really happy. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I work late or, or you know, if I'm up late for some reason, I'll adjust it. Um, I like to be up when the sun's up. So for me, what I was doing for a while now, and uh, it's helped me a lot, is I would actually do the, it's from The Artist's Way, uh, one of those books, where they ask you to do your morning pages. So you write three pages in the morning, front to back, just three pages don't take your pen off the paper. You just let it flow. That has changed. That has set my mind up for success on a continual basis because it gets, you just process it. You don't even think about what you're writing. It just comes on the page. The first page could literally be like, why am I writing this? This is so boring. I want to go to bed. By the end of page three, I'm like, wow, I just hashed out some major stuff. And now my mind is clear for the day. It's huh. like eight o'clock. I got through any negative thinking that might've come up if i I don't know, had a weird dream or didn't sleep good, whatever we we wake up with, right? So that to me is a game changer. I actually did that this morning and then I have this- uh,
0: I'm going to really, do that.
1: Yeah, it's great. And then I have this little book. I don't know if you can see it. Two the minute two, mornings. Yeah, it's great. It just sets a couple intentions, a few things you want to let go of and what you're grateful for. So yeah. I like to do one of those. I actually did both this morning because I was in a really great mood. Um, and then I- My non-negotiable is I pray. I'm not a one religion person. I believe like Mm. the universe is God, like there's a piece of the universe God in all of us. It's all living beings. So I I pray, whatever I feel like I need connection to, strength for, um, more guidance around, I'll ask. So that happens multiple times a day. (laughs) Mm. Those are non-negotiables. And then of course, fitness. Fitness yeah. is, is key because what you do in the gym can help set you up for success outside of the gym. If you push yourself a little bit harder, if you get through something that you didn't think you could get through last time, like when my dad was sick, actually I was using, you know, those sled training things that you, yeah, staff, oh yeah. yeah oh, I love those. I was using that. I had a goal. I was like, I got to hit 500 pounds. And so each week I would add more weight, more weight. And it's like, the outside world was so hard and stressful at the moment of his death that I was like, all I have to do is push this 500 pounds from here to here. If I can do this, I can do that. So it was just, that was huge for me. Um, but yeah, praying and, and journaling is my key. Absolutely my key.
0: Speaking my language here. I love it.
1: Yeah, I love it. it going
0: When I was going through my breakup, I'm actually, I recorded an episode about this that I'm going to be Releasing soon, but that that really helped me was my was journaling. Yeah, I I would sit in nature and I would just feel it, and I was like, "All right, this sucks, but I'm gonna I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna feel this. I'm like I'm not running from you."
1: Yeah, I would meditate.
0: I'd be like, "Show me what I need to do here," and I would feel it, and I would have that. I would almost be like that sick feeling, but then I'd be happy, and then I'd be sad, and then it'd be like, "What is happening?" And then eventually, it's like, "Oh, I feel better." And then I would just brain dump on the page. I'd be like. All of a sudden, And then after I did that consistently, the journaling after meditation, I was like, wow, this is like, this is yes. a hack that everybody needs to do. Yes,
1: yes. Because Absolutely. we're
0: so, we get so in breakups and in the past, any breakups, I was always like, I would go right to the bar. Literally, yeah. I would go start getting drunk. And then what it would do is like, then you'd, be, then you'd get into this like emotional roller coaster and you're like, you're going to be forced to fix this thing at some point, deal with yes, it.
1: Yes, exactly. It's not going away.
0: No. So so that was just like, wow. And that really taught me a lesson about a lot of these things is these issues that we have. And just you saying that journaling that three day pages, I'm like, wow, okay. that's This is reinforced. I need to do it more often. Uh-huh. Because it's funny because we have this like, well, I know I did and maybe people do too. Sometimes I assume, but people think journaling is like, it just it's like silly or something.
1: Yeah. Dear right. diary. <laughs> like
0: well, that's that's kind of the thing. Yeah. But the more and more I talk to people who are successful and I hear you speaking and your habits, and I'm like, okay, well, I mean, it makes sense. Yes. And, so why wouldn't I do that? Why wouldn't anybody listen to that?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. And right? I think it's really cool if you keep them. I like to go back and look at mine because yeah. then you can actually see in real time your growth. Yeah. So seeing what used to get my brain in, you know, going down like crazy path about whether it was like believing in myself for work or a relationship thing and just seeing your growth from, I love that, how you said brain dumping, by the way, that's yeah. so perfect. Yeah. So seeing like your brain dump growth, you're like, okay, so this, this used to be like my big stressor. Now I see that that's not a thing anymore. Cool. It's this, you can actually see your progress, which I think is really cool. I really like it. Yeah. I would it's, never stop journaling ever.
0: <laughs> I but here's the thing that I, I I get in trouble with, Kayla, is that it's that block of like it's almost like a chore and I'm like, oh I don't want to do that. But why don't I want to do that? I enjoy writing. Why why is it that I get that block? Why do people get that block? What is that? Is it afraid I mean, of afraid of letting it out or like what is that? Do you
1: like, I do mean it could that? be a few things. If you set yourself up for like, hey, I'm gonna journal seven days a week and then it could be the same thing as where we we're saying if you work so hard and you grinded it and then you don't do it, you beat yourself up if you slept in, you know. It could be that. It could be a part of us that has so so your ego wants to keep you safe, right? If you're seeing all this growth from doing your three pages in the morning or five minutes of journaling each day, then all of a sudden your ego goes, Oh, things are shifting. He's becoming more expansive. Uh oh, like this is a new territory. We're gonna tell you that you don't wanna do it anymore because it's tedious and it's annoying and you don't have time. Mm. So it could be a block for your ultimate growth. Like, and it's not, you don't have to be mad at your ego. It's just there to keep you, quote, safe. It thinks that if we grow and we step outside of our comfort zone, we're gonna die. But you know, it's, that's different now. We're not gonna, mm. that's not gonna happen. So it could be like, yeah, like your, your ego getting in the way of your own like uh, limitless self you know, your maximum potential. I think like, yeah, a lot of people are scared of failing, but also I think a lot of people are scared of like, what's your max potential? What would happen if you journaled every single day for 30 days? What would happen if you did that? Even on the mornings that you're tired or I don't know, hungover or whatever. If you did it, like maybe you could get past that two week mark where your ego's like, stop. This is not, you don't need to do it. What's on the other side of that? So that would be yeah. like a cool challenge to see. And if you mess up, that's okay. Just start again. Reset the thirty days. Don't mm-hmm. judge yourself. Don't shame yourself. That also keeps you there.
0: Yeah. Is there has there been any like, I know we've all read a lot of books, but has there been any like real game changers that have been like that, like kind of one that's like, this one you have to read. That someone's like, hey, do you have any, do you know any good books?
1: Yeah. <laughs> like what's
0: I, that one that's like oh.
1: I. I got one. Uh, you know i really i really i have a bunch oh my goodness i
0: i I do too and people ask me that's why i like it it's fun because it's like like, let
1: me some days
0: days it's different too some days you like
1: that's exactly right yeah that's exactly right right now for me it's big magic it's elizabeth gilbert's big magic she's fantastic um and brené brown's daring greatly i really like that i'm actually reading her rising strong right now um Mm. but i really liked daring greatly and The podcast. I mean, I think he has a book too, but David Goggins. Ooh, that was game changer. Have you heard his, his audio book?
0: Yeah. You know what? I, I, I love the guy. I just find, I like, I have to be in the right state because it almost makes me feel like, I don't know.
1: I don't know. Yeah. It's (laughs) like,
0: I get it, you know, and, and he's working hard. It's kind of like, I don't know. I, I couldn't just listen to that all the time. You know? I
1: agree. It, it's,
0: <laughs> like, it's like <laughs> he's
1: a very particular person. Yeah. Um and I think you're right, you have to be in the like you have to be ready to get your mind and your butt kicks, basically, in yeah. in his, in his uh, audiobook. But yeah, uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For the more self-compassion side, I would say big magic and any okay. Renee Brown. Yeah, she's really great. And then I actually read a book um for anyone if anyone's dealing with like grief or loss, um, Stephen Levine. He uh, helped many people with death, assisted death, and he wrote this book. I I I always get the name slightly off, but it's an investigation of conscious living and conscious dying. So it's bringing consciousness Mm. to someone who's dying, basically. Mm. Um, And I read that when my dad was sick, and it helped me a lot. Mm. So Stephen Levine was really, really helpful that way.
0: Awesome! I love hearing books that I don't, I haven't really heard of. Mm -hmm. I I, I love that because there's just so many you know, gems out there.
1: There's so many. It's funny though. Cause like I find, especially in the podcast world, there's like the same cycle of books. It's cool though, to notice like a lot of entrepreneurs and artists and, um, uh, very successful people. Like they kind of all gravitate towards the same books Yeah, which is really interesting actually.
0: Well, cause a lot of them are pretty, a lot of them have, here's the thing though. Like a lot of the stuff is it's all the same stuff. It's just kind of told by a different, in a different narrative, a different, a different right. person, right? Based on their
1: experience.
0: And I've noticed this before. It's that you could hear the same thing five times, but the sixth time from somebody else, it just lands. It lands. Sits. Yeah. And and that's that's kind of like Tony Robbins style. It's like your state. It's like when you're in a high state and you absorb information, you you hold on to it more, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's kind of how the person tells a story, and it's it's fascinating. It's fascinating how these, some of these books really connect with certain people.
1: Yeah, and I think that's a really valuable point to point out as well um, because I think sometimes we get in our heads like, oh, I'm going to read this book and I'm going to be changed or yeah. I'm going to read this book and my whole life is going to be better. It actually might take you five or six times from different stories. So the consistency, whether it's this book and you're going to do a podcast and then I'm going to hear an audio book and I'm going to watch the show. Things that like hitting it from all angles and allowing it to sink in when it sinks in, mm. you know, like it, it might take, I have so many things that I've heard a hundred times. And then on the 110th time, I was like, "Ah, oh, I get it now.
0: Do you ever get, do you ever take a time where you like, you, you, you just stop the input, the coming in of information? Yes. Like, it's like, okay, Yes. It's enough is enough. I know, yes. I know what I need to know now. I don't need a new perspective, like where it's like time to apply. Yep. Do you ever find that? Cause it gets yep. stressful. You're like it's a lot, you know, that you know what you're supposed to do.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think it's based off what we said before about like grinding too hard and doing the opposite. <laughs> There's a point of diminished returns. Yeah. So like last year I felt was like all about like planting the seeds, plowing the field. I was doing audiobook, book, podcasts, reading books, like for some reason, my my, I, my intuition, every guidance was like, you need to overload your system with information right now. This year, I've scaled back a bit. I, I listen to my body when I'm reaching out when I need it or when I feel like a desire, a curiosity for it. But now it's like you can let that information, now the seeds are planted in you, you can let that grow. Mm. So you can kind of, this is like the harvest season. You've done all the hard work. You can just like let it grow, let it flourish. And like, pick and plant and maintain from there. So that's, yeah, I agree. I think if you start to feel like, Ooh, this is a lot, listen to that scale back, take a break
0: (laughs) with your projects that you're working on now. Yeah. Do people come to you? Like, do you talk about this kind of stuff with people? Like, do people ask you because you obviously have your shit together when it comes to this stuff, right? So I can see people wanting to reach out and be like, Hey, like, yeah. I want some of what you got, you know?
1: For sure. I definitely, I have this tendency to pull in these conversations on set. I don't know why. Awesome. We could be doing like the most randomest thing. And of course the one person who's standing beside me, we're going to get into this weird deep conversation about the universe. I'm like, oh, I just love it so much. Like be <laughs> the grip or like crafty and like, like even I was at the supermarket one day and me and the lady both started like tearing up because her mom just died. Like it's, which I don't know how it happens. I just pull in like openness and I think it's what it's your state of being. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, for, for working together. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm very much a finisher. So when I start something, I will finish it no matter what. So I have a lot of uh, filmmakers and and friends in the business that thankfully and, and honorably will come to me with projects being like, Hey, I wanted to do this. What do you think? Should we get XYZ team together and do it? I'm like, yes. Or I'll have a project and go to other people. And I've had friends who, one of my good friends, Sala, who works all the time, he's like, I want to work on projects with you because I know you're going to finish it. It's really hard when you're doing smaller stuff outside of like your day job on set because there's no real deadline. It's like your passion project, it just falls to the wayside. I can't tell you how many times that's happened. Mm. Um, but I don't let that happen, whether it's a short film a uh, web series, a series, a script, whatever. I will not let that happen. So, mm. I feel very honored that people trust me for that and um I I take great pride in that. Amazing. Yeah.
0: So good. Where can everybody check you out at?
1: Oh, so Instagram? I <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm at uh Kayla Adams Life and then I have my website kaylaadams.co cool. So somebody has Kayla Adams.com.
0: Yeah. You should, you <laughs> should have a conversation. Give her that domain.
1: We should. They just bought <laughs> another 10 years and it's empty. Oh no. I know someone's doing it intentionally.
0: <laughs> yeah. You work, you working on some cool stuff right now.
1: Uh, well right now it's episodic season. So yeah. I'm just doing the, all the stuff that I got picked up for pilots. They're just, um, auditioning and casting that. And then I have um actually a movie coming out in two weeks that ad astro one with brad pitt
0: what so ooh, ooh. Yeah. Well, was he like
1: oh he's great he's so lovely i actually had a great talk with donald sutherland because he's canadian as well Oh
0: wow what an yeah. interesting dude he, he
1: so sweet he was showing me his house in nova scotia he's just such a sweet Really? Man. yeah it was a really great time um so yeah and then a couple other projects are coming out i think end of this year and beginning of next year so cool a good time
0: that uh once upon a time in hollywood was pretty badass
1: yeah that was <laughs> intense yeah that was,
0: that was pretty awesome
1: i had some, a lot of some, friends on that some,
0: some, some people when people say they didn't like it i'm just like really like what did you expect like, <laughs>
1: like it's a it's <laughs> it a tarantino just,
0: movie man it, it
1: was very well shot yeah the acting was i mean leo and brad were just outstanding they were yeah. the blue. i mean they were just so good um, I think just because it wasn't traditional story A, story B, exactly the climax resolution, um, it was a slow burn and it was well done.
0: I just loved as well, like the real authentic Hollywood feel to that. Like, yeah. what is that like being in LA where you're like, <laughs> it must be super cool to live there and have like, be at, like, the spot where like, you know, it yeah. all happens.
1: The energy is really cool in this city. There's yeah. moments when oh, I feel- first-
0: LA is amazing.
1: Isn't it great? You've been, right? Yeah
0: every time I go there, I'm like, man, I get it. I don't, like, first time I went to LA, I, get it. Year, I yeah. went twice this year. And both times I was like, I was always like, oh, what's this, why is LA? Like, what's the big deal? And I go, I'm like, I get it.
1: I'm
0: like, <laughs> I like the vibe. It's I
1: great. just
0: I can't put my finger on it. And you know, it's, yeah. And I don't know. It's just like, I just loved Santa Monica. I loved
1: yes. the, beach,
0: the usual, you know, typical touristy places, but,
1: but those are so fun. It's, yeah. so, I mean, it's the sun. The people are lovely here. I've met some of my closest people in the city. Yeah. Um, and I think, like you said, like the old Hollywood history, it's here. Like yeah. the gestation of all the movies are here, even though, yes, it's, there's a lot of off locations, off LA based films and, and TV shows now. Um, but it's all here. Like this yeah. is the hub for it. And to be living here, a place that I knew since I was five years old, I'm like, Whoa, okay. What else? Yeah. What's next?
0: <laughs> yeah. There's, there's some things next time I go, I want to check out like some of the old bars that like some yes. of the greats went to, you know, mm-hmm. like, like that, Very those like cool. that have been around. And, and what's cool is like the service industry, there it's like these, you have these older, like super professional people that are like, that's their, that's their career. And it's yeah. like, and it's really cool because things, it's the shit serious business, you know, like these it bars, and these like these places that have been around for a while, you know, like they take their cocktails serious and.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love it. You have to let me know next time yeah. you're back down here. <laughs>
0: oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Um. Well, this has been, this has been awesome, Kayla.
1: Oh, this is great. Uh, Thank uh, you.
0: Such a good conversation. Um, I always end with the one staple question that I recently switched up.
1: Oh
0: yeah. I always leave the fun one for the end. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I used to ask, you know, what is one tip that you could give people to overcome adversity, but I've mm-hmm. changed it now to what is the one lesson that adversity has taught you throughout your journey?
1: Ooh, um,
0: keep you sharp at the end, you know, <laughs>
1: <laughs> always use your voice, even when it shakes. Wow. Yeah. That's huge. Always use it. Wow. Yeah. I love it. Mm.
0: So good. So much gold in there. That was, oh, that was nice. fantastic. You're, um, you, yeah, you've grown so much since, since <laughs> we taught, We're like, I mean, we, I don't think we connected in this kind of conversation in quite a while, you know, oh. Yeah. Um, which is which is really cool. I'm so happy to see you doing great things, and you know, the, I'm 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 just grateful to be connected with you still and to watch your growth. So who knows what you'll be able to create in the next few years, right?
1: Yeah, thank you so much, and same to you. It's been yeah. really great to witness your journey. So and thank you awesome. for having me on this.
0: For sure. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. Have an amazing day, Kayla Adams. Everybody. Thank you, everybody. Make sure you follow Kayla, go right now, check her out on Instagram, keep an eye out. She's got great content, very inspiring. She's doing amazing things. And I truly, truly appreciate her for stopping by and hanging out with us. So as always, share this with a friend, University of Adversity, text it to a friend, leave us a review, subscribe, all that good stuff. Even if you don't, I'm just gonna keep telling you over and over again until you do. All right. Love you guys. Have an amazing day. We'll catch you next time. You just finished another class at the University of Adversity. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and tune in again next time for more life lessons with Lance ECOs.